Let, let me say this. Right is right because it's right. Once again, God speaks to me simple, folks. And God said it's never an issue of right or wrong. It's always an issue of doing right in the midst of the wrong. He also told me, he said, it's never an issue of knowing what to do. It's always an issue of doing what you know. None of us do not know how to overcome, how to stand victorious. It's just we have a trouble standing. Right is right because it's right. Regardless if you like it, regardless if you want it, for the Christian, the right that I'm talking about is the no matter what it takes to commitment to be like Jesus. It's when I give all that I gain all. And you know what we have to do? We have to accept that as fact. We have to accept that as fact. What? That right is right because it's right. Welcome to the Destined to Win podcast with pastor and teacher Tim Masters. Pastor Tim is the senior pastor of Victorious Life Christian Center in Flagstaff, Arizona. I'm Joe Harding, inviting you to join us for worship services Sunday mornings at 10 at 2615 East 7th Avenue across from Cal Ranch. For more information on the ministries of Victorious Life Christian Center or to make a donation, visit us online at vlccaz.org. That's VLCCAZ.org. Now, with today's message, here's Pastor Tim Masters. Now, I, I want to, in your notes, I want to I jump in here and I want to get into this uh, just very, very quickly. And I wrote down some little things. What, what, what? What are some things that help us to win a race, okay? I want to consider some interesting questions, significant if we are going to overcome. And I wrote them in your notes, and I want you to look at them. What will guard against foolish extremes and enable success? What single quality in a business builds respect deeper than any other? What brings security in a relationship? What strengthens confidence in leaders? What is needed most by parents in the home? What will add weight to your witness in Christ more than anything else? And I could have just kept going. Matter of fact, I had 10 or 15 things and thought, okay, that's going to take the whole morning. So we'll just stop at these few. And you know what the answer to it all is? And I left this in your notes. What is the answer? Consistency. If you just do the same thing, if you just make the same commitment, being steadfast, persistent, something or someone you can count on. The man, the woman that will be there tomorrow just like they were yesterday. Consistent. Firm. I've shared this over the years many times, and I share it, I'll share it again many times. I have people that don't like me. Oh, only this side of the room was surprised at that. <laughs> this side was okay with it. I'm, I'm thinking. But the reality, you think it might be that side of the room I'm talking about? Okay. But the reality, listen to it. 
is because they don't like where I stand. They don't always like that I'm kind of in your face. But folks, have you ever ever met Pastor Jesus? He was kind of in their face. Matter of fact, he went into church one day and just turned the whole thing upside down. He said, you turn, you turn the house of prayer into a house of thieves. But you know what happens? When stuff is going bad, they're going through struggles, not every time, but you know many times, I'll get a phone call. Do you know why? Because they know where I stand. And they know that I'm not going to vacillate. I'm not going to flip-flop. I am consistent. Folks, that's not, a, that's not an arrogant statement. That is a fact of Christian life. And sadly, one of the negatives in the Christian life, because too many of us are not. We're up and down like a roller coaster. Our emotions get away with us. Our feelings, our likes, our dislikes. But let's go back into your notes. When pain and hardship bite, you know what happens? Consistency doesn't bleed. When the majority is tired and irritable, consistency is stable and resilient. Guys, gals, I'm a conqueror. I'm already an overcomer. I'm already victorious. What do I have to vacillate about? Okay, now I'm going to step on a couple toes. Only a couple. Go ahead and pull your feet back. Not insensitive and boring. Because we think sometimes if, well, if I'm not, if I'm not able to be moved in that way, I'm insensitive. No? You're reliable. You're faithful. Not opposed to change or reason. We know life happens. But you know what we are? Trustworthy. Not stubborn. But what's the next line say? Solid. You know, folks, many, many years ago, and and I want you all to know I'm a very transparent pastor. I've had my ups and downs. I've had stuff sucker punch me, and I've I've been hit in the gut, took the wind out of my sails. I'm just as real as everybody else. But there's something I did years ago. There was a rock that God said to build your house on. And I decided to build my house on that rock. I didn't always like the fact that the winds and the waves were still beaten. Well, God just said, if I built my life on you. And you know what, the Lord, like I said, God speaks to me just real simple. I said, Lord, you said. And then the Lord speaks to me and says, what did I say? Oh, no, no, no. I didn't say it's going to be smooth sailing. I didn't say it was going to be easy. I didn't say that Dale Carnegie was going to win your favor when you 
try to gain friends and influence people. Some of y'all aren't old enough to remember Dale Carnegie, but that's okay. God said, life is just what life is. Life is just what life is. And that's the hard thing for us to look at. We're going to hit brick walls. You see this damage on this face? You thought it was just age. No, it's called brick walls. I've ran into a few of them. Anybody help besides me? Am I preaching to anybody today? But you know what the Bible says? That wall's solid, but you're more solid. Can I, let me, and I wanted to, I wanted to make this very, very easy to understand. You, you want to know what consistent is? A mom. When that little one gets sick, you know, my, my wife was gone up to California to visit uh, our, we have a brand new grand, grandbaby, uh, well, brand new, seven months old, six months old, and she got a chance to go up and visit the grandbaby, and she went up there, and while she was gone, we have, we have three little uh, puppies at home. I used to say th- two little girls, but now we got three. We got a, two girls and a boy that tries to tell the girls what to do. I just don't understand how that works, but we got three little dogs. Well, two of these little dogs, that, can I say this in church, honey? They had, they had accidents. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they, and I had, to, I had to clean them up. Folks, I've cleaned, I've changed one baby diaper in my whole life. I, I just, I'm cleaning up these puppies. I sent my wife pictures of people throwing up. I said, I mean, I'm trying to clean these dogs up. Now you know why I only did one baby diaper, one diaper. But you know what women can do? They just jump in. <laughs> I was trying to build it up that you guys got more wherewithal than we have, but choice is a good thing. Got no choice. Somebody's got to do it. But that mom, when that little one gets sick, look, can, I, can I go a step further? How about that missionary who has lost themselves in the labor and not seeing a single fruit? You see, if I transition from mom and the missionary, how about just the, the employee who shows up on time, rolls up their sleeves and commit themselves to doing the job rather than watching the clock, which is very, you heard a little bit of chuckling in here. Folks, we're talking about these are business owners who are saying, where are those people at? If you are a Christian, that's the people you're supposed to be. I've had people over the years, you know, business owners in our church and, and, and various churches I've pastored, been a part of. Pastor, is it best to hire people from the church? I used to say yes, and nowadays I'm not sure. I want to say yes because God's Word says yes because they are supposed to be the best employee. But the sad thing is we, once again, the world has gotten into our lives so much that we think, well, they're Christians, they'll understand, they'll give us a break. They might give you a pink slip. Is that what you do when you fire somebody? You give them a pink slip? I was going to say the left foot of fellowship, but I didn't know which, which better you. But, but think about it. This is consistency. 
This determination is strength, this diligence. It's a brother or a sister dependable. You're already a conqueror. You've got to properly run from that perspective. And then when you're there, the devil is going to hit you with everything he can hit you with. This is why you've got to become consistent and say, okay, devil, that's the best you got. i got something else to do. We're moving on. Proverbs chapter 20. Everyone talks of how loyal and faithful they are, but just try to find someone that really is. Folks, this is, this is God's writing to his people. You and I are supposed to be the epitome of the best employee ever. Why? Because you're not working for that job. You're working for God. I've told people over the years and got them a little frustrated. I said, you know, you having problems on your job? Quit. Quit my job? No, quit who you're working for and start working for God. And all the problems should go away. Oh, it doesn't mean things are going to get easier, but your perspective is going to change. Am I making any sense? Psalm chapter 12, verse 1 is on the screen. Godly men are fast disappearing. Where in all the world can dependable men be found? Buckle up. Keep your hands and feet inside. The train's leaving the station. Faithfulness is key to fruitfulness. Faithfulness. That's why the Word of God, one of my favorite scriptures in all of the Bible, you say, Pastor, you say that about all the scriptures. Well, they pretty much are all my favorite scriptures. But this one here just kind of reigns up. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. My wife and I, we, we sometimes quote this scripture to each other, sometimes. It says, be not weary in doing what is right. In due season, you will reap. If you don't quit. Just being consistent, being faithful. These are the main ingredients. You find an immature Christian, you find a Christian that's not faithful or committed. They're not consistent. But if you want maturity, faithfulness and, and, and consistency are the main ingredients and the basis of determination. Let me, let me put it into simple terms. Once again, folks, I'm a simple guy. You know what consistency is? It is the time in and again and again, the week in, the week out, the over and over, the regardless of cost of dedication to the task or the responsibility to hand, I'm in. I'm there. This is the difference between winning and losing. This is the difference between winning and losing. The Bible always talks in threes when God's really trying to get the attention of somebody. So I'm trying to get the attention. This is the difference. Consistency in winning and losing. You're already a conqueror. You're already victorious. You've got to have that proper perspective in, in running if you're going to overcome. Well, just because you're a conqueror and an overcomer and victorious doesn't mean it's going to be an easy ride. You got to lock in. Is this making any sense today? I, I was preaching on faithfulness many, many years ago. 
and I've shared this with our church before, but it, it always bears so much repeating. As I was preaching on faithfulness, and I was trying to put a you know, real good, us preachers are always looking for that, that really good message that's going to stick more than five seconds. I ask, I ask any 10 of y'all what I preached on this morning when we get done. I don't know, Pastor, but it was good. But I'm, we're always looking for that one thing that'll just kind of, and so I was preaching on, I was, I was putting a sermon together for faithfulness, and the Lord spoke to me. He said, do you know what faithfulness means? Folks, like I said, I'm simple. And I said, sure, I know what faithfulness means. It means they tithe. It means they, they show up. It means they're involved. It means <laughs> you got to love God. I do. I love him with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. He just kind of spoke to me and said, I'm just waiting for your list to get over so I can tell you the real list. See, we all have it figured out. Heather, Ivan, we got it all figured out, don't we? Well, at least we think we do. And so I get, I get my thing. I know my wife and I, we, we got it all figured out, don't we? That wasn't a very confident sure. Terry, that wasn't a very confident show. And so uh, God begins to speak to me, and, and you know what he told me? He told me about the firewood. And he said, this is the definition of faithfulness. Faithfulness is commitment to the purpose of why you're there. You mean I can go to church every week? still not be faithful? That's what he says. That's what God's Word says. It's faith, it's commitment to the purpose of why you're there. It's more than just showing up. You see, ladies and gentlemen, God, 2,000 years ago, you want to see the picture of consistency? God was so committed that He went beyond creation. He paid the price to see creation become what He intended it to be. He created it, then He gave it to us. Boy, I'm not sure about that decision, but He gave it to us. And then He said, okay, guys, I have to come back to get it back so I can give it back to you again. That's consistency. Philippians, look what it says here. One Verse 6, you know what the Scripture says? That God is going to finish what He started in your life. But He can't do it without you. He can't do it without you. So, once again, faithfulness is key to fruitfulness. The second thing, look what it says here. Consistency is key. What's it say? If you're not consistent, you don't have integrity. What are you saying, preacher? If you're not consistent, you can't be counted on. All these business owners miss a great place to say amen. amen. If you're not, folks, if we, if we sign up for this ministry and then don't show up, consistency is key to integrity. Let me go back into God's Word. Now, I've got a lot of stuff that may not be in your notes. So I want you to write them down. I gave you that Galatians 6, 9 verse, and put that one first up there where it says faithfulness is key to fruitfulness. 
why consistency is key to integrity, I want you to write two scriptures. Proverbs 22, verse 1. You know what it says? A good name is better than great riches. What do you lose, Pastor Ray, when you lose integrity? You have no name. That name is shot. I remember a movie I saw many, many years ago. Uh, uh, Robin Williams was in it. It was the, the, phys- the physical movie of Peter Pan. And uh, anybody who saw Peter Pan's Robin Williams? There was, there was a time when, when his son, he was always promising his son that he was going to do something and be something and be a part of something. And uh, his, he made his son a promise again. And he reached out his hand and he said, he said, told his son, he said, son, my word is my bond. And his son kind of lowly over his breath said, yeah, a junk bond. Sometimes our name isn't synonymous with God. Why do you think so many Christians are called hypocrites? Now, nobody in this church. Okay, let me pull that back. I don't want anybody to get convicted. I don't want anybody offended. Consistency is key to integrity. Proverbs 22.1, a good name is better than virtually anything. And James chapter 1, verse 8 says a double-minded man is unstable in everything. That word double-minded comes from the term two loyalties. And in when you go study the word out, you get the same word that the word hypocrisy comes from. You know what Hebrews 13 says? You know what our Lord and Savior says? He said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you can take that to the bank. James 1.17 says, every good and perfect thing comes from me. And I don't change. I don't change. You see, ladies and gentlemen, God made a commitment to the long haul. And we must too. Can I tell you, when Jesus came to this earth to pay the price for our sins, he already knew who he was. He knew. The devil didn't know. That's why Jesus, when the devil was tempting him in the wilderness and said, if you be the Son of God, cause this bread to be turned to stone. If you be the Son of God, if you worship me, I'll give you all these kingdoms of the world. Did you notice Jesus never told anything against that? He could have just said, shut up, devil. You don't own anything. But why didn't he say anything? Because he does. Satan is the God of this world right now. Why do you think that the enemy can get so messed up in the church? He said, if you be the Son of God. Okay, now let me turn this. If you are an overcomer, if you are victorious, if you are more than a conqueror, what are you going to say? I am. Well, let's see, how did Jesus respond? It is So when the devil says, if you, you say, 
hey, greater is he that's in me, baby, than you. Oh, you think you've got this together. I can do all things through. You see, it's pretty easy to stay consistent in that proper way of living victoriously when all I have to do is respond to the enemy what he has said. One amen out of that. Let, let me say this. Right is right because it's right. Once again, God speaks to me simple, folks. And God said it's never an issue of right or wrong. It's always an issue of doing right in the midst of the wrong. He also told me, he said, it's never an issue of knowing what to do. It's always an issue of doing what you know. None of us do not know how to overcome, how to stand victorious. It's just we have a trouble standing. Right is right because it's right, regardless if you like it, regardless if you want it. For the Christian, the right that I'm talking about is the no matter what it takes to commitment to be like Jesus. It's when I give all that I gain all. And you know what we have to do? We have to accept that as fact. It's on the screen. The next slide. Look, 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 look us up here. We have to accept that as fact. What? That right is right because it's right. There's going to be times that Dan and Loria is going to have to stand up for righteousness, and it's going to cost them. It's going to cost them friends. It's going to cost them relationships. It's going to cost them financially, physically, emotionally, socially. But you know what they're going to do? They're going to stand up. Why? Because they know right is right because it's right. And if you run from a place of victory, if you walk, if you walk properly, that's how you overcome. You walk properly from that perspective. I'm already victorious. It's pretty easy to stand up for what's right. Because you know I already won. I just got to stand up. Well, what if they don't like me? They didn't like the prophets either. Well, yeah, well we are. Okay, well, you can be the other side of the prophets. He said, they loved all of them, the false prophets. I don't think I want to be in the false part, do you? The ground opened up a few times. There's little insignificance, you know. Look at it. We have to accept the fact. Life isn't going to live itself. And you know what? When you wake up tomorrow, it's going to meet you right where you left it off today. But you can win. You can win. I grew up on the farm, and we didn't have dairy cows. But you know one of the things that is interesting about cows? They don't stay milked. Once you start milking cows, you've got to milk them within 12-hour intervals, give or take. Do you know why? Because their milk will metastasize. It will, they will actually die if you don't milk them. And that's the same thing with your life and mine, folks. 
we have to realize it may not be 12-hour intervals. It might be 12-second intervals. But the devil's going to show up, and you're going to have to stand up. Well, what happens if you don't stand up? You die. Man, could you be any more straightforward? That's my gift, Terry, isn't it? Yeah, just kind of. We must determine. I'm going through these quickly, uh, Chris, so just put them up there. We must determine to give all if we want to gain all. Faithful, consistent in this life, just as God is with us. You say, well, Pastor, what if I messed up? Not a problem. Go ahead and put the next screen up. Second Timothy says, if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. He'll pick you up right where you left off. Look at somebody and say, that's pretty cool. I mean, he doesn't throw me away if I mess up. Nope. He's just waiting there to pick you back up. See, the Bible says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of everyone. It also says that, uh, what else does it say? That train's leaving the station. Chugga, 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 chugga. Yeah, I'm not. You get older and that happens a lot. Yeah, many, <laughs> I can't remember what I was going to say now. So anyway, I'll just go back to my notes. You know, if, if I didn't have my notes here, we'd be in, this keeps me on track. Go ahead and say amen, Pastor Ray. Let me begin to wrap this up. I'm working on it. The third thing, if you're going to be consistent is you have to understand resolve is key to completion. Luke 9 says, no man putting hand to his plow and looking back will ever accomplish anything for God's kingdom. you got to let go of the past. The past has to be the past. Can I tell you something? Yeah, I'm going I'm to tell you a little secret. Okay, you ready? Everybody has one. Go ahead and look at somebody next to you, and they'll tell you it's true. They have a past, too, except for John. John maybe? Oh, <laughs> that look he just gave me, I'm not sure I want to know that past. But, yeah. Folks, we all got a past. Eric, you got? Okay. We got to get past that past. Do you know that you win 90% of the time just because you keep your hand to the plow? Just because you're faithful? Because faithfulness isn't about running the race. It's about finishing the race. Matthew 24, who then is a faithful and wise servant? He's the one that the master has put in charge. There are people that just rise to the top. When they show up in a situation, they just become leaders. They just kind of take it. And there'll, there'll be people get upset at you. If you're that kind of person, if you're that one that God raises up because you're first a man or a woman of God, 
But secondly, you say, hey, there's a job to get done. And you show up and you just, okay, nobody else doing anything. Let's go. Well, who put you in charge? Okay, what are we doing? Well, why don't you go ahead and tell us what to do? See, they won't like it, but they will when it's done. We remain faithful when we remain faithful to God's Word. That's when we're lifted up into that place of being put in charge. That place that God's recognizing. That place that on that day in Matthew 25 we'll hear, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. Now I'm going to put you in charge of lots of things. I've had people over the years say, Pastor, what are we going to do in heaven? Well, the Bible says we're going to do a bunch because God's putting a bunch of people in charge of stuff. I'm not, I haven't been there yet, but I'm looking forward to seeing that. You just, just, you just make sure you get there so you know. This is not in your notes, but I want, to write, I want you to write this down. <coughs> Ecclesiastes 7, 8. It's not on the screen. It's not in your notes, but I want you to write it down because I want you to look it up. You know what the Bible says? The end of a thing is better than its beginning. The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Let me, let me break that down, that passage. You know what that literally is talking about? How many met those folks? They're touting their horn at the beginning. Yeah, I got this. I got this. And at the end, you're looking for them. Where are they? Anybody know people like that? Anybody are people like that? Don't raise your hand. But you got that other person that just says, you know, man, I know this is going to take everything I got, but I'm in it. I'm in it. And they just keep plowing on. They just keep plugging on. They keep moving on. Why am I putting this here, folks? There's some of you in this room that your life hasn't started well. Your beginning hasn't been so well. Your right now isn't that well. But God said, that's okay. The end of the thing. Keep at it. Stand up, step up, lift up, rise up. And God said, I'll make, I'll make the end better than the beginning. Let, let me tell you something. You were born for a purpose. God saved you for a purpose. You're alive right now and in this room because God wants to help you fulfill that purpose. I want the worship team to come. I'm going to share a true story, and I've shared this story. It's probably been a long time, but uh, you'll remember it, and there's a lot more in your notes. Take your notes home, folks, and study through them, look through them, learn through them. But it was 7 o'clock in the evening in Mexico City. The date was October 20th, 1968. The last of the Olympic events, the marathon, was concluding. Hundreds of runners started the race. Hundreds of runners started the race. Remember, the end of the thing is better than the beginning. 
Well, it was hours and hours of time went on. And the last of the marathon runners completed the 26-mile, 384-85-yard event. Hours earlier, the one ran in for the gold. Not far behind him, the one came in for the silver and then the bronze just a short later. Well, the event and the Olympics were concluding. And all of a sudden, this always gets to me, because folks, my, I, I didn't start well. But I'm working my tail off to end well. All of a sudden, the sirens started going off. I mean, you think the celebration of celebrations was beginning. All of a sudden, it's nighttime. It's dark. All of a sudden, spotlights start hitting the arena door where the marathon runners, hours before, came running in. And they see this lone runner wearing the colors of Tanzania. And he hobbles. Some of you old enough to remember, I remember. He hobbles into the stadium. I mean, he's fell down. He has cut himself up. He has hurt himself. And he's, and he's doing all he can do. And people are standing. The, the stadiums are getting empty. But people are starting to stand. And there is a standing, an ovation, and a, a crowd of people shouting and screaming. He's bandaged, severely wounded from the falls that had taken during the race, every step grimacing in pain. He hobbled around the last, the 400-meter track. The spectators were just going nuts as if he won the gold. Well, at the end, he just hobbled off to the side because he knew he had no chance for the gold, the silver, the bronze. All of a sudden, the media was just thronging around him. and said, what kept you going? You knew you couldn't win. You knew you didn't have. What kept you going? And he said these words. He said, my country didn't send me 7,000 miles to start a race. They sent me 7,000 miles to finish a race. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, to, listen, listen, listen to me. 2,000 years ago, Jesus stepped out of eternity into time. Not for you to start a race. He said, I've already made you a conqueror. It was bought and paid for with my blood. I already made you an overcomer. It was sealed when that tomb door was flung open. I've already made you victorious. Well, you're not seeing that part yet, but you are. But one day I'm going to pull this, the, the, the scrolls of eternity back, and you're going to look at Satan, and you're going to say, you're the one that made the nations tremble. But he said, the end of a thing is better than the beginning. You might have stumbled. You might have. You, if you could be seen in the spirit right now, you might be all bandaged up. Your armor might look like it just came out of a tuna can factory. It's all beat up. But can I tell you something? All of heaven's going to stand up and say, you are a winner. You won. You won. Come on, somebody get excited. 
You've won. You are the conqueror. You are the overcomer. Pastor Tim Masters with this week's message on the Destined to Win podcast. Destined to Win is made possible with the prayerful and financial support of those destined to win. To donate online, visit vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Destined to Win is a production of Victorious Life Christian Center with services Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 6.30. Join us at 2615 East 7th Avenue across from Cal Ranch. I'm Joe Harding. From Pastor Tim Masters and the congregation at Victorious Life Christian Center, you're invited to join us here next week for another edition of the Destined to Win podcast.